Hi, Impact Bar family. Today's topic is a health discussion with women's health nurse practitioner and my sister, Lociana, who's been practicing in the healthcare industry for over 12 years. She's been here before to discuss uterine fibroids. I brought her back again for the month of October because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And my sister actually practices and specializes in oncology. So she's going to be sharing with us some valuable information that you don't want to miss with yours truly next on the Impact Bar. Some preventative measures that women can take. I think I know men can actually get breast cancer as well, but what pre- preventative me- measures can women take to um, keep us from getting breast cancer if that's possible? Well, as far as symptoms, a lot of women can be asymptomatic, meaning have no symptoms at all of breast cancer. Um, some women can feel a lump in their breast. Um, they can have um, a nipple discharge. And when we say nipple discharge, what um, seems what is more concerning is discharge that comes from one breast, um, that comes from one duct or hole in the breast. Um, that's either bloody, um, the color of Coca-Cola, or clear like water. Um, however, again, majority of women may be asymptomatic. So the best way to um, help uh, find breast cancer early is early screening with your mammogram. And for women who have thicker, denser breast tissue, um, a breast ultrasound. Um, because majority of um, breast cancer are they're just found by your annual imaging. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Like, I did not know that breast cancer could be asystematic. Uh, so I thought that... You... Uh, yeah, so a lot of times women have okay, no I'm symptoms. Sorry. Yeah, a lot of times women have women have no symptoms at all. Um, the goal of a mammogram, I usually tell my patients, is not to come back negative. The goal of the mammogram is to pick up things early. So if there's any changes that occur in the breast, in the breast tissue, the mammogram and the ultrasound is there to pick them up earlier. The earlier we find abnormalities, um, the better the outcome. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, So what is the age that women should actually start getting mammograms? Um, So mammograms should start at age 40 and you should have one every year. Um, If you have what we call heterogeneously dense breast tissue, um, then the radiology uh, will usually recommend ultrasound in combination with the mammogram. Um, You can have a baseline mammogram at the age of 35. Um, Insurance will usually cover one mammogram at 35 and then you resume your imaging and you're um, at age 40. Okay. And are there different types of breast cancers? Um, There's breast cancers located in different um, areas of the breast. So the anatomy of the breast is you have uh, something called lobulos of the breast. Um, They create milk when you're breastfeeding. And then you have ducts of the breast, which is the passageway um, that takes the milk from the lobula to the nipple. Um, So you can have breast cancer in the lobular area, or you can have breast cancer in the duct. 
Um, ductal breast cancer is probably the more common type of breast cancer that we see, um, but you can have breast cancer in any of those locations. So anytime we have a woman who has abnormal imaging and they do a biopsy and it comes back positive for breast cancer, that's the first thing we want to know is the location of that breast cancer. Um, the reason why is breast cancer that's in the lobule um, versus breast cancer in the duct may act a little bit different. Um, so we w- want to know that to help formulate a treatment plan for a patient. Um, there are some okay. more rare breast cancers like a nipple, like Paget's disease or inflammatory breast cancers um, that we don't see as often. Um, but the most common are breast cancers that start within the duct. Okay. And so I wonder, is it is it hereditary mainly with breast cancer? No, but about 90% of breast cancers have no family history. Only roughly wow. 10% have a genetic link. Um, so you can have family history of breast cancer, but no um, mutation on a gene that has put you at increased risk. So usually for a patient who has extensive family history of breast cancer, we do want to check to see if they have any mutation on the link that could put them at increased risk. And we use our genetic counselors to assist with that, to do genetic testing. Um, The most Genetic mutations that people are more familiar with are BRCA1 and BRCA2 um, because they have the highest risk of getting breast cancer. For those patients who have that mutation, they can get a breast cancer. The risk is in the upwards of 80%, 85% chance of getting breast cancer, which is significant. Um, but there's other mutations and other genes that we have found that can also put you at increased risk for getting breast cancer. So in order for us to determine if a patient needs that type of genetic testing, we follow guidelines based off of their family history, their personal history, to see if they qualify for genetic testing. But again, 90% of women have no genetic mutation, no family history. Wow. Wow, that's good to know. That's good to know. So women 40 and over, it's really important for you to get tested or get the screening at least once a year because you could be asystematic. And I mean, that's something new that I've learned today with you because I thought that if you don't feel a lump in your breast, oh, you're you're pretty much okay. But you said, no, that's not necessarily the case. Correct. Um, because you typically can't feel a lump in the breast that's less than a centimeter. So if we have a small cancer that's about seven millimeters, most women cannot feel that in the breast. Um, so it has to be large enough before you can actually, what we call palpate it. Um, but again, imaging can pick up things very small because small breast cancers um, give us a better prognosis. Um, and so that's what we wanna catch things really early. Yeah, because by the, if you actually can feel the lump, it's probably, it could be too late, right? Maybe. Not necessarily too late. Not necessarily. Yeah, it's okay. just that it's a larger cancer. Um, so it's usually over a centimeter um, that we can, if you can feel the lump. And that most of those cancers are also invasive. So meaning that they have come outside the duct and started to invade the surrounding breast tissue. Um, and then now we have a higher stage of breast cancer when they're invasive. So um, that's why it's important to get your mammogram secretly because your breast can change from year to year. Right. Wow, that's interesting. This is great information. And um, 
I, I have a question about preventative measures. Are there any preventative measures for breast cancer? Is that possible? Well, you know, because we don't really know what starts cancer in the first place, we don't know what causes that cell to change. There are things yeah. that we can we encourage patients to do to try to decrease the risk. Um, of course, smoking, um, not just only increases your risk for lung cancer, smoking can increase your risk for breast cancer as well as cervical cancer. So we definitely want patients to not smoke. Um, you know, okay. increase in alcohol intake can increase your risk for breast cancer. Um, hormone replacement therapy for a long period of time can increase your risk for breast cancer. Not so much birth control pills, but we're talking about mm -hmm. hormones that are given to women who no longer have periods to kind of help with their symptoms of uh, night sweats, you know, hot flashes. Okay. Those kind of hormones being used for more than five years um, can, or even more than 10 years can increase their risk for getting breast cancer. Okay. So we would encourage those women to not use them long term. Okay. What can de what can uh, also decrease the risk is breastfeeding. So if you know they have children, breastfeeding um, can decrease the risk of breast cancer as well. But again, even with doing all those things, because we don't really know what that single cell change, what causes it to become a cancerous cell, um, even for the patients who do everything that they can. We still encourage them to get that mammogram for that reason, because we know 90% of women have no family history. Right. Okay. That's interesting. Is there any type of diet that we can eat to maybe kind of as a preventative measure as well, or not necessarily? It doesn't matter what- Yeah, there's, there's no special diet per se that we would have women do okay. um, to decrease the risk for breast cancer. What is important is to be as healthy as possible because women who carry yeah. a little bit more weight, um, the fat tissue stores estrogen and that can increase the amount of circulating estrogen you have in your body. So we will want to keep you as lean or have you be as lean and healthy as possible to decrease that from happening. Right. So there's no special so diet. No special diet. But just the normal, just exercising, eating properly. Correct. Um, getting enough rest and sleep. Correct. You know, just the normal things can just keep you healthy all around. Correct. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, is there anything else that you can share with us about, you know, breast cancer awareness or, or prevention that I may not have asked that might be important for our listeners too. Yeah, so we do still encourage um, self-breast exams and I always tell my patients to do it the same time every month because um, for those who are still having their periods, their breasts can change and fluctuate throughout the month because of the hormone changes. So if you do your um, breast exam at the beginning of one month and then at the end of the next month, you, your breasts may feel different because of the changes in hormones that occur. So it's important to do it the same time every month. And I usually tell patients to pick a day. So I'm gonna do it the 15th of every month. I'm gonna do my breast exam. There's no special way to do your exam as long as you fill in your whole breast. Um, some women will say, oh, my breasts are lumpy. They just feel lumps everywhere. That's completely fine because the more you fill your breast, the more you'll know where those lumps are. And then you'll, the more you'll know those lumps have changed. Um, 
always you know, have that communication with your provider, whether it's your primary care, your gynecologist, because if there's anything that's changing or anything that's going on with the breast, then they can always send you for imaging. Imaging is easy to do, imaging to rule things out. Um, if your gynecologist or primary care still is not quite sure what to do, they can always send you to the breast surgeon, the surgical oncologist, which is a team that I work for, and we can always kind of rule things out for them. Okay, sounds great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be a part of this podcast again. I'm so happy um, that you shared your knowledge um, with us, with our listeners, and come back anytime you feel like you want to. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'll always be happy to receive you because um, um, you're a wealth of information, and I know that um, there's people out there who don't know you know, these, these common things. And I'm so grateful that you took the time out of your day to actually share this with my listeners. So thank you so much. Again, this is Lociana. And um, thank you so much for being a part and love you. Talk to you again. Thank you. And I hope you all enjoyed the impact bar today. Enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you so much. Bye.